When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, I've decided to wander, wander, call the way across the king, kingdom to the far corner of it for no particular reason. Definitely nothing to do with me wanting from a certain phantom assassin. All the way to the city of Gladok, which is one of the most heavily fortified cities in all of the North Worldlands. It is here that most of Tissa's standing army resides in times of peace. The city is surrounded by a lush farmland, although nearly a quarter of it has been claimed for use as proving fields for the army. The affairs of the city are overseen by Thane Moindal, one of Tosa's five fangs. Radok is called the Gateway to the South, for the city has long defended the southern regions of the kingdom and guarded one of the few convenient ways into Tysa. Waylet Pass. What was that? Waylet Pass is a much-used passage between the eastern outcroppings of the Melar Mountains and the southern spur of the Allsprungs. This mountain pass has long provided travellers with a way to pass from Tysa into the central broadlands. The opposite is also true. Several historic battles have been fought in the past, passed by the Titian army, earning it a grim reputation. Lately, there has been a proliferation of bandits, the like in the air of the past, where laying travellers, and intercepting merchant travellers, caravans heading in and out of Tysa. Currently, the city is in the grip of a series of powerful and crippling dust storms that have lasted for nearly a month. Given the climate of Southern Tosa and the city's geographic surroundings, it is almost universally accepted these storms are not the work of nature. The city city streets are all but deserted. Those residents who dare to venture out hold heavy wags over their faces to save themselves from the swirling dust that chokes the air. I'm going to visit the bazaar. The Gradock Bazaar is one of the largest open markets in Tosa. The bazaar is normally teeming with buyers and sellers engaged in commerce, but due to the dust storms that have raged throughout the city, it is currently closed. Right, adventures for this location. Daggerspire. The heavily fortified city of Gradock lies helpless in the throes of a recurring series of powerful and crippling dust storms that have ravaged for nearly a month. You have bravely offered your services to the city's steward, Thane Moedol, 
who is eager to accept the help of a bold and experienced adventurer. Oh, that's me. Bark on this adventure. For nearly a month, a series of powerful dust storms have raged over Gladok, crippling the heavily fortified Tyson city. With growing in west in this city over the mysterious, unnatural storms, the steward of Gladok, Gladok, Fane Maradol, has taken it upon himself to seek out a hero capable of getting to the bottom of a perplexing and troubling situation. When you offer your services to the Thane, he eagerly accepts and lays out the current situation for you in his private chamber in a broad tower in the midst of the city. Thane Maradol explains that Gladok has never experienced anything like the dust storms that have waged daily for nearly a month. He tells you, and you well understand, that the climate of Southern Tirsa is not conducted to such storms, and the longevity and voracity of those at the Cedar City has convinced everyone that they are not natural occurrences. There is foul magic working against us, I fear, he says grimly. Some would puzzle over the source of this unnatural force, Yes, I do not lay, hesitate to lay a finger on Kowalak. A mage who has long been at odds with the city, and has for the better part of ten years been a refuge from justice. You learn that Korak, once the archmage of Kowalak, was involved in a plot to overthrow the Thane, and seize control of the city almost a decade ago. When his treason was laid bare, he and his followers were captured and were sent to be tried for their crimes against the crown. Just before the tribunal was about to commence, Gorak escaped and fled the city. All 40 of his co-conspirators were sentenced to death and hanged within a week. I have no doubt these storms are his doing. Kalawak was a powerful mage and many said that he could control the elements at will. It was like nothing more than to bring ruin to the city that brought an end to his wicked schemes. I cannot allow that to happen. Thane Murder explains that his biggest fear is that the dust storms that continue to ravage the city are only a means to a far more sinister end. The storms wage about the city. I fear that Carrot may use such a tactic concealed from us the approach of a real danger, one that we will not be wise to until it has our throats. Thane tells you that he has been in council with his most trusted advisors, and they're certain that Clarkock is hiding out in the forest east of the city, in the ruins of an ancient wizard tower, wizard's tower known as Dagaspire. One may succeed where a larger group would fail, says the Thane. I fear that a large number might force Clarkock's hand, and without knowing what else he has in store, Store for us, I would be missed to choose such a, such a course. They, Maradol, thanks you for offering to undertake such an important and dangerous mission, and he wishes you luck. I shall pray for your success and your safety, he says. Kalawak is a scheming and merciless foe. Do not hesitate to dispatch him should the opportunity arise. He has long outlived his days and should expect no quarter. The Thane tells you that your mission will remain a secret. There's not only to himself and a handful of officials in the city. They're steady agents of the outlaw made to be operating within Gladrock. One of the Thane's advisors, a Titian army scout, provides you with directions 
to to the dagger spire in in, in the eastern woods. Armed with this knowledge and with a firm resolve to see this matter through to successful conclusion, you bid the thane as advisor farewell and prepare to set off on your mission. And and then I'm told how to get there. Okay, so I'm going to to save. And now I'm going to travel to the ruins of Daggerspire. Almost three miles into the forest east of Gladok, you come across on the ruins of Daggerspire. The massive tower must indeed have been a marvel in its day, for even in its crumbling state there remain hints and signs of its former glory. Despite the ravages of time that have played havoc on the tower, there are five levels of the structure left standing and all appearances seem to indicate they are relatively sound. You slip through the remains of a toppled stone arch and proceed across the moss and vine-entangled courtyard towards the tower's, towards the tower's entrance. You were within sight of the thick-timbered set of double doors when suddenly voices from ahead cause you to duck behind this fallen stone column. You peer out from your hiding spot and are surprised to see two armoured cave goblins standing guard before the entrance. Oh no. He's made an alliance with goblins. Yeah, I don't, that's, that's, that's not, that is not going to be. If you have the skill of archery and wish to use it, I do and I do. You notch an out and take careful aim at the closest of the goblin guards. Bonus number one to one hundred. Bonus five from archery. Number forty or more. Pick success. Eight experience to archery. The cave goblin staggers backwards, clutching desperately at the shaft now protruding, protruding from its midsection. He collapses to the ground where his body convulses for several seconds before becoming still. The roaming goblin turns from side to side, his eyes wide with fear as he attempts to determine the source of his cohort's untimely demise. You silently notch a second hour and take aim at the remaining guard. Before you can release the shot, the guard goblin turns and flees into the forest, okay? You are cowardly, but you are clever. You lower your bow and cautiously make your way to the main doors of the tower. You stand before the set for the set of heavy thick timbers doors that lead into the ancient tower of Dagspire. The doors are slightly ajar. You can make out nothing in the darkness beyond them. Step into the crumbling tower of Dagspire. Now you are standing just inside the entrance of the tower. The heavy wooden doors to the south are slightly ajar. The pale light of the world outside shines in into dim blue It must once have been been a grand entry. Now there's a little I'll go to the south. Tatter decaying decaying tapestries till ting still cling to their dank mould covered walls. Tower and neglect have reduced the tower's once proud trappings to little more than piles of rotten debris. Yeah, okay, there's a little no alcove to the north. Nothing there. Alright, making my way into the Oh, here's a water elemental. A sound from behind alerts you to the fact you are not alone. 
Instinctively, you spin around and assume a defensive posture. Your every nerve steel for battle. Defiantly prepare for battle against the water elemental. The water elemental surges forward and claps. The elemental... The elemental surges forward, enveloping you in his powerful and deadly grip, and does 4 damage. But I do 23 damage and kill it. Bathed in sweat and covered with the grime of battle, you rest for several moments following your victory. When you feel you are ready to resume your trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower. I'm going into the middle now. You arrive at the intersection of four passages. On the floor before you lies a large mirror. Its glass shattered and its once grand wooden frame now in an advanced state of decay. You gaze down the grime-coated glass of the old mirror and nearly leap out of your skin. The face staring back at you from the shattered glass is not your own. You stare down in disbelief at the haggard but kindly face of a white-bearded man looks out at you from the shattered mirror and regards you with a solemn nod. Suddenly, a strong, clear voice fills the passage as the image of the man in the mirror begins to speak. The one you seek is here, he says grimly. You will find him in my old library, four levels above us. I must warn you, though, that he is not alone and has taken great pains to guard his newfound lair. The man in the mirror grows silent, and after a few moments you have begun to think he will not speak out, when suddenly he continues. The door to the library bears a powerful enchantment that I crafted centuries ago when I built this tower. The enchantment has been acted by the wicked mage, whose minions now roam these passages, and its power forbids the opening of the door. It is an unbreakable spell, save for three magical keys that will negate the enchantment. If you seek to enter the library, you must find these keys. You must make haste though, for even now the keys are being collected. And you must also find the former... Ah. The image of the man in the mirror suddenly fades. You wait for several moments, staring down the shattered glass, but he does not appear again. Alright, um, um, there's... Uh, there's passages to four, four directions. I'm going to go north. Two ogres. A sound from a look. He's got ogres on side too? God, what a dude. A sound from, from behind alerts you to the fact you are not alone. You instinctively spin around and assume a defensive posture. Your every nerve steal for battle against two ogres. I fight and they swim. Yeah, the ogres bellow fearsomely as they swipe, swipe at you. I have slain my foe. I've got two XP. Yeah, and you get the same victory test as that time. The soft flap of leathery wings from the darkness ahead frees you in your tracks. You strain your eyes, peering into the shadows, hoping to spot wherever approaches, approaches before it spots you. A ghoulish humanoid creature... Its body no longer than your shin flies out of the shadows, propelled by a pair of thick black wings that protrude from its crimson flesh. Realise that this horrid creature, whose face more closely resembles that of a goblin than a human, is an imp. 
and there's a description of them. Imps are small, winged, humanoid creatures of nevermore origin, who can occasionally be found as swift, normally an employer of a powerful and less than upstanding mage, like this one, like Kalok. They are quick, crafty, devious, and murderous. Imps are loyal to a fault to their master, thus often misused to tackle dangerous and unappealing tasks. Many imps possess magical powers. Treachery into the street are an imp's two most powerful weapons. Imps come in a way of colours with certain hues, signifying a more powerful variety of the creatures. Alright. The, the imp appears over, appears preoccupied with a sizable cloth sack slung over its shoulder. And does not catch sight of you until it is almost flown into you. When it does spot you, the cunning creature emits a fearful shriek and immediately turns to flee, its wings furiously beating in the air. Seizing the opportunity, you leap forward and attack. I fight the winged imp. I slash. Oh, and he ran away. Even that, but he did get some damage in as thin lines of blue lightning surge from your foe's fingertips and strike you. The winged imp has fled from combat. The imp slips beyond your reach and beats its wings furiously as it flies off along the passage. You listen as the creature's fearful shrieks fade into the distance. Alright, I'm going, I was on the northern side. Now into the northeast part. Nope, nothing there. Now into the northwest part. Another ogre. And I fight. Fight, fighty, fighty, fight, fight, fighting son. And 2xp there. When you feel your what you check. Yep, yeah. and same post victory chest check as always. You arrive at a broad set of stone steps that rise into the darkness. A sudden rush of wind fills the passage, and you quickly find yourself confronted by a confronted by a human-sized air elemental formed in the likeness of a sword-wielding warrior. The strange elemental creation stalks towards you, its blade of rare air leaving a trail of glowing dust. As it cuts a wide arc through the darkness, I fight the winged warrior. And I'm going to slash. The winged whip the elemental warrior swipes at you with this razor-sharp blade of air. And I fight, I, I cut with my razor-sharp blade of being a blade. I have slain my foe. I got 11 experience. The slain air elemental emits a ghastly moan and quickly dissipates. You attain your combat ready stance for a few moments, lest any further ele- enemies emerge from the gloom. When you're reasonably certain you're not in any intimate danger, you relax your guard somewhat and examine your surroundings. Right, I could climb those stairs, but I think there's more to do on this Law. Going to the western part. I'll go to the north. I'll go to the south. Westernmost part. A human face constructed out of stone protrudes, protrudes from the wall here. Suddenly, the face and the face springs to life and begins speaking in a deep, 
rumbling voice. Know that it is thrice over the moon. Booms. The voice of the animated stones based over the moon. Gonna write that down because I think it's important. The echoes of the thunderous. No, making sure it's it's weighed as thrice, not twice, which is completely different. The echoes of the thunderous voice fade in distance, and the stone wall once again becomes still. Okay, now I'm going to explore the southern part, the way southeast corner. The soft, the soft flap of leathery wings from the darkness head freezes you in your tracks. Instantly recognize the sound as that of the winged wing approaching. You quickly press yourself up against the wall of the passage, hoping that you'll be presented with an opportunity to catch the wretched creature off guard. Within moments, the imp flies out the shadows, propelled along the passage by its thick black wings. The imp, the imp appears preoccupied over the sizable sock cough slack slung over its shoulder. As it passes by, you leap out of the passage and engage the unsuspecting creature. I fight the winged imp. Oh, he fled. I, I nearly got him down. I nearly slayed him, but he fled from combat. The imp slips beyond your reach and beats its wings furiously as it slides along the passage. You listen as the creature's fearful shrieks fade into the distance. And up that and who is the winged imp again? I'm gonna fight him, but he flees again. Uh, yep, yeah, and there's, there's that imp. Now I'm breaking my way to southwest side. A sound from behind alerts you to the fact you're not alone. Instinctively, you spin around and assume a defensive posture. Your every nerve steed for battle. Two cave goblin warriors. Slashy, slashy. And down they go. 2xp. And, and there we are. Backed. Alright, southwest. And that's, that seems to be everywhere in this, in this floor explored. So now I will climb these stairs. Climb the stairs. A set of stone steps descends from here to the first level of the tower. Alright, I'm going north. There's a little alcove to the east now. The war of the sea echoes off the walls of the passage as you weep. As this towering water elemental surges into view, blocking you from this reaching a set of steps that descend into the darkness. You watch in horror as the elemental warps its, warp, morphs itself into a gigantic watery fist and rushes forward. Rising itself to strike as it rapidly advances, I fight a watery fist. The fist of water hurtles down upon you. Oh dear. Alright. It is slain. 20 XP. The powerful water elemental is no more. All remains of the liquid tower is a small puddle at your feet. You rest for several moments following your victory, preferring once again to set off your way. Now there's stairs there, but I don't think it's time. Go back, back to the stairs down, going south, nothing there. Alright, now I'm going east. I'm in the centre now. Right, no, 
out of this. Two ogres clad in chain search suddenly emerge from the shadows to block the passage. The hawking beasts snarl as they hoist their heavily spiked pl- bike clubs in the air and take several menacing steps in your direction. I've got to attack these two ogres. They're blocking my way! Begin combat with the two ogre guards. The ogres bit. Be- the ogres bit. Bellow fearsomely as they swipe at you. I lost 8 XP. But I took that. But I made up for that. They lost 20. And down they go. With a critical what, nat- natural 20 roll. And a special 2. So I got 43 damage that time. Slain your foes. 6 XP. Bathed in sweat and covered with the grime of battle. You rest for several moments following your victory. When you feel you are ready to resume your trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower. Okay, I'm going to the eastern part of the tower. Or northeastern alcove. Exploring, exploring, exploring some more. Keep exploring. Alright. Two water elementals. The sound. Yep, two water elementals. I fight them. And down they go. Another 2 XP. Alright, nothing in the southeast corner. Alright, making my way up along the southern edge. Two air elementals fight, but I'm just they are just going to become nothing but wind. There is shall decay to brownian motion. The, the elementals howl with fury as they attack you. Down they go. Bathed in sweat and covered with the grime of battle, you rest for several moments following your victory. When you feel you're ready to resume your check, your trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower. Okay, now there's an alcove to the north and the south. Do the northern one. A human face constructed out of stone protrudes from the wall here. Suddenly the face springs to life and begins speaking in a deep, rumbling tone. Know that it is once upon a star. I'm writing that down. The echoes of the thunderous voice echo in the distance and the stone face again becomes still. Right now, another alcove to the east. You're freezing your tracks and press yourself against the wall. Heading the passage less than ten feet from you sits the winged imp, digging for a large cloth sack. The devious creature appears utterly engrossed in its current task and is seemingly oblivious to your presence. Not willing to let this opportunity slip by, you creep out of the shadows and prepare to launch a surprise attack on the, on the unsuspecting imp. Further, as you draw near, the imp suddenly spins around, its eyes wide with shock and fear as it scrambles to its feet and re-shoulders the cloth sack. The red-skinned, leathery-winged imp quickly takes flight, streaking past you in the darkness. As it flies by, the imp snarls, revealing a mouthful of dagger-like teeth, and the miserable creature swats at you with its clawed hand. You easily dodge its feeble attack, and strike back at the wretched imp, determined not to let it escape. Alright, I fight it. 
Ah, oh, and it still ran away. As it clawed at me in desperation. Oh dear, oh dear, it's just not going down. The imp flies out of your reach and disappears into the darkness. You curse aloud, frustrated that the evasive creature has managed to escape, but your frustration quickly changes to curiosity when you spot a small, glowing object lying on the ground. A closer examination reveals the glowing object to be a small key. You quickly retrieve it and slip it into your pocket. I've got a glowing silver key. This faint, this small silver key is enveloped by a faint greenish glow. You summarise the it must have dropped the item during its fight. You wait for several minutes, hoping the creature will, will return seeking the missing key. When it becomes apparent the imp is not coming back, you cautiously resume your trek through the tower. Okay, I've got the key and I saw the mouth. I think I can now go to the next floor of this tower. And yep, one more to the east. Gonna climb these stairs now onto the third floor of the tower. Alright, to the west there's a little passage. What's here? A, sh a sharp crackling fills the air as the towers of and the tower's walls dance in flickering glow. Glow of orange flames as a massive fire elemental strides into view. The fiery fiend strides towards you. Its flaming mouth agape and its burning arms outstretched. As you ready yourself to meet its advance, you spot a stone set of stone steps ascending into shadow just beyond your approaching foe. Alright, steps guided by an elemental once again. Firing an elemental, the fire elemental swipes you with its flaming limbs. And I swipe with my regular sword. Well, Mostly regular. The fire elemental surges forward, enveloping me in, my, in its flames. Oh no. Gotta keep. Oh, it's doing it again! Enveloping me in flames! I don't like being on fire! It hurts! Because I'm not a fire elemental. They probably don't mind being on fire at all. But I do. So I slash it. Oh, and it is slain. 29 experience points. The fire elemental sweeps once then disappears, plunging the immediate area into darkness with its passage. You allow yourself several moments to recover from the brutal struggle before deciding on your next course of action. Okay, and now back to the staircase. Gonna go east. Keep going east. Uh, a little alcove to the south, nothing there. A little alcove to the west, nothing there. Alright. Right along the south, on the south edge of the, of the tower, there's something coming up. You freeze in your tracks and quickly press yourself against the wall. Head in the passage less than ten feet from you sits the winged imp digging through the large cloth sack. Devious creature appears utterly engrossed in its tight task and is seemingly oblivious to your presence. Not willing to let this opportunity slip by, you creep out the shadows, prepare to launch a surprise attack on the unsuspecting imp. However, as you draw near, the imp suddenly spins around, its eyes wide with shock and fear, 
scrambles to his feet and re-shoulders the cloth sack. The wet-skinned, leathery-winged imp quickly takes flight, steering past you in the darkness. As it flies by, the imp snarls, being a mouthful of dagger-like teeth, and a miserable creature swats at you with, with its claw and hand. You easily dodge its feeble attack and, swipe, and strike back at the wretched imp, determined not to let it escape. Fight this winged imp again. And it runs away again. Surprise, surprise. Oh, but I think I might get something from this. The imp flies out of your reach and disappears into the darkness. You curse aloud, frustrated that the evasive creature the evasive creature has managed to escape. But your frustration quickly changes to curiosity when you stop, spot a small glowing object lying on the ground. A close examination reveals the glowing object to be a small key. You quickly retrieve it and slip it into your pocket. And get a glowing platinum key. This small platinum key is enveloped by a faint greenish glow. Okay, we've got silver and platinum. I'm guessing gold, maybe? The next one? It's always the imp must have dropped the item during its flight. I wait for several minutes, hoping the creature will return, seeking the missing key. When it becomes apparent that the imp is not coming back, you cautiously resume your trek through the tower. Alright, I'm keeping exploring. Oh, it's the winged imp again! I'm going to fight it, and he runs away. La la la. And there we go. Alright, I'm going back to the northern part, and there's a passage to the south. It's the winged imp again. I slash, he runs. And he, yeah, he's running away, which is, you know, smart. What's here? You're calling shock and horror as a massive ogre lumbers out the, the shadows at the base of your piece of your light. It's heavy footballs reverberating along the passage. The fearsome beast has only has only empty sockets where its eyes once rested, and its face was riddled with deep scars and open store sores. For sightless, the ogre apparently has no trouble sensing your presence and following your every move. The ogre grumbles as it trots towards you, its heavy stone axe poised to cut you down. I'm going to attack this ogre. I fight an eyeless ogre. What is that? Yeah. I mean, fighting someone without, you can't see? Well, no, 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 it would be, it would be discrimination for me not to kill him. Because if he did have eyes, I would definitely kill him, so I have to... I have to kill him, even though he doesn't have eyes, because otherwise I'd be treating him differently. And apparently he can, he can hear me anyway, so... The ogre grunts as it brings its heavy stone axe down upon you. And down he goes. I've got 11 XP. got 6 gold coins. Bathed in sweat and covered with the grime of battle, you rest for several moments following your victory. When you feel that you are ready to resume your trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower. Now a little passage to the east. Ooh, five gave K 
Cave Coblin Warriors. That's just a random battle. Slashy, slashy, slash, 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 slashy, slashy, slash, slash, slash. 3 XP. And they're gone. Alright, uh, to the west, something. Southwest corner, nothing. Alright, going north now. Three water elementals. Slashy, slashy, slash, slash. 2 XP. Bit of a heal. A human face is constructed out of the stone, protrudes from the wall here. Suddenly the face springs alive and begins streaking in a deep, rumbling, rumbling voice. Know that it is thrice, thrice along a serpent's spine. That's thrice with a H. The echoes of the thunder's voice fade into distance and the stone face once again becomes still. Okay, I've got I've got the key, I've seen the mouth, I can now make my way to the next floor. After I beat these three water elementals, that is. Two XP from those. Alright, making my way to the stairs up. The stairs up from here lead to the tower's fourth level. Uh, I could sneak out of the tower from here, but then I'll just have to climb it again. Alright, okay, this is set out. Set out with a uh, path with as a central core and then passages going off from all the sides. Alright, along the very eastern side. Eastern Corridor, Wing Guardian. A sound from behind alerts you to the fact you are not you are not alone. Instinctively, you spin around in a tune of offensive posture. You have been nervous, Steve, of passage. Approaching along the passage, preceded by a sound of rushing wind, is a towering air elemental. A cloud of dust precedes its arrival, swirling about you and causing you to cough and gag. The waiting elemental tirelessly assails me. The elemental blasts me with a searing gale. But it still goes down. Bathed in sweat, yeah. Standing victory. Alright, I'm going to go north now. Northeastern north passage. What's here? Oh, it looks like it's that imp again. He's, look, he's still looking at that cloth sack. And he's trying to get past me, but I'm blocking the way. So I fight the winged imp and nearly get it down. But the imp flies out of my reach and disappears into the imp's eyes. You curse aloud, frustrated that the evasive creature has managed to escape. But your frustration quickly changes to curiosity when you spot a small glowing object lying on the ground. Closer examination reveals a glowing object to be a small key. You quickly retrieve it and slip it into your pocket. Oh, it is gold. This small gold key is enveloped by a faint greenish glow. You summarize the imp must have dropped the battle during its fight, and you wait for several minutes, hoping that the creature will return seeking the missing key. When it becomes apparent that the imp is not coming back, you cause you resume your trek through the tower. 
All right, I've got I've got three keys. Now I have to find the fourth mouth. No, it's not in the northwest part. Going to the southern part. A sound from behind alerts you to the fact you are not alone. And it's another wind guardian. I fight and fight and fight. Down it goes to Rixby. A leather clad goblin. Goblins. Steps defiantly into the passage before you. A pair of scimitars clenching its knotted fists. The cruel humanoid stares at you with cold, murderous eyes. I'm going to attack this cave goblin. It's a cave goblin war chief. Oh, whoa. He, he, knows, he knows stuff about killing. But I know stuff about killing too. So I begin combat. The, the, the goblin warrior wields his two scimitars with great precision as he attacks. And he still does, but I wield my sword with greater precision. And he is slain. 21 experience. Bathed in sweat and covered with the grime of battle, you rest for several moments following your victory. When you feel ready to resume your check, trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower. Okay, I'm making my way across the southeast corner. The floor shakes as a massive beast of earth and stone stomps out the darkness. Barring your approach to a set of stairs ascending into the darkness, the mighty elemental bellows with rage as it strikes the wall with its massive root-entwined fist. You quickly assume a combative stance as the fearsome elemental lumbers towards you, no doubt intent on doing you, doing you some serious harm. I fight a massive earth elemental. Not just a regular one, a massive one. A massive elemental war swings at you with its massive fists. I, th I think it's massive. I think this elemental is massive and has great mass. Uh, you have slain your foe. Well, no, it doesn't now. 37 experience points. The earth elemental crumbles to the ground. A sizable mound of earth and stone is all that remains of the once mighty creature. You take a few moments to catch your breath before deciding upon your next move. Now I could take the stairs, but I think this is a little bit more to do in this. Do, doing this here floor. I've got to explore the southwestern bit. And here we are, it's a face, a human face constructed out of stone, protrudes from the wall here. Suddenly the face springs to life and begins speaking in a deep, rumbling voice. Know that it is thrice around the mountain. Thrice around the mountain. That's written down now. Booms the voice of the animated stone face. The echoes of the valor voice fade into distance and the stone face once again becomes still. It's, oh, it's that imp again. Look, you've already lost three keys. Just, just give up. I mean, even if you there's no, you're, I think you're going to have a bad time. I suggest you just run away. Just get as far away from here as possible. 
I mean, even if I don't kill you, your master's not going to be pleased with you. So it's just the best if you run away, unless if you are even capable of doing that. You might have some sort of weird magical contract on you that prevents you from doing so. That's probably it. But if you can run, run. And not from me, just not from me. I know you're already going to run from me. But run away from this whole tower. Just go back to whatever Neville realm you came from. And just just leave, leave Squith alone. Just leave it alone. Nothing good will come from you coming to Swift. It never does. Begin combat. Kill your enemy. Oh, oh, yeah, and he has fled again. Surprise, surprise. Alright, I've got, I've got three keys. Got three keys. I've talked to the four mouths. I can now climb my stairs here to the fifth level of the tower. I'm now on the fifth level. I carefully move through the fifth level of the crumbling tower of Daggerspire. Oh, it's a cave goblin warrior. A sound from behind alerts you to the fact you are not alone. Instinctively, you spin round and assume a defensive posture. Your every nerve steel for battle. It's a cave goblin warrior. I fight it. Look, I killed one of your chieftains. You didn't stand a chance. But there's no shame in there's no shame in being killed by someone much much more powerful than you. Eighteen gold tokens, two XP. Okay, and oh, there's something ahead. A large stone chest stands in the broad alcove, set in the east of the passage here. Lid of the chest bears an intriguing set of four engraved spindles. spindles. A moon, a star, a cold serpent, and a mountain. Hmm. I said I heard those from the mounts. Beneath each of the symbols is a small stone dial inscribed with the numbers one, two. And three. Lily of the chest does not budge when you attempt to lift it. Apart from the set of symbols, symbols does not appear to anything else in the chest or its lid that would allow you to open it. You're certain when the dials beneath, beneath each of the four symbols have been turned to form the proper sequence, the chest will unlock. Attempt to set the sequence of dials. The first. It's set in the moon dial. That's twice three. One star. Set that one to one. That was one to one. Serpent spine. That said it. He said thrice. So I set it to three. And then he set it to. And then what? What? Set the mountain to also three. Please continue. 16 XP to General. No sooner has your finger left the last dial, hear a soft click from within the stone chest. You take hold of the weighty lid and lift it, lift up on it. The latest discovery is now unlocked. Using great caution, you open the lid and peer inside the chest. At the bottom of the chest, you discover a grey coughed hood. 
You eat in and take or discuracy the only item inside the chest. An unidentified clay cloth hood. This, this plain grey cloth hood does not appear to be remarkable in any way. Although, I think if you look closer, it may turn out not to be that. It's satisfied you have not overlooked anything. You carefully close the leather chest and, once, and prepare once again to set off on your way through the tower. Okay, I've got I've got the treasure of the tower now. And the treasure you some people you could theoretically miss the that chest, but I mean you can't you're gonna walk you have to walk past that chest. And that pretty much means unless unless you have no curiosity at all, you're going to you're going to you're going to find out what's in there. And it's a theoretically missable item. Just theoretically. I I can't recall anyone actually missing it. But you probably you almost have to go out of your way to miss it. Three fire elementals. But we're not we're not we have to get to a safe location. To see what it actually is. There might be one in this tower. But there will definitely be one. Once we've dealt with Coralac. And whatever his sinister plan is. Right now. I'm trolling. Twisting around the passage. Making my way towards the end of it. What's this? A, lo a long winding passage. That comprises, comprises much of the tower's lofty. Loftiest remaining level ends abruptly at a wide wooden door. The door and its plain iron hatch seems untouched by the wildest time that are evident throughout the west of Daggerspire. An untarnished brass plate affixed in the middle of the door bears three small keyholes. Three, three keys. The wooden door is surrounded by a brilliant glow. Obviously, it, I... Yeah, I try to open it anyway. The heavy wooden door won't budge. A small jolt of the twisty one um, one's an for your arm. And you quickly withdraw your hand from the dark timber. I've got to use those keys that I just found. The glowing gold key. And use that. The glowing gold key fixed perfectly in the central keyhole. You turn the key and without warning it vanishes into thin air. Okay, that, that doesn't seem practical. Are you supposed to get a new set of magical keys every time you want to open this door? Every time you want to lock and close this door? I mean, ah. Well, maybe it's just been teleported elsewhere. Who knows? A bright blue flash fills passages, momentarily blinding you in its brilliance. Right, two more keys to go. Use the silver cape. <coughs> Use it. The glowing silver key fits perfectly in, into the leftmost of the three keyholes. You turn the key and without warning it vanishes into three air. A bright blue flash momentarily flows the passage momentarily blinding you with its brilliance. Last key to go. It's only a faint Green glow. It's mostly down. I just need one more key to find. 
the glowing platinum key. The glowing platinum key fits perfectly into the white most of the three keyholes. You turn the key and without warning it vanishes into thin air. A bright blue flash fills the passage momentarily blinding you with its brilliance. You're no longer carrying a glowing platinum key. Please continue. The heavy wooden door is no longer glowing. I'm just going to do a bit of healing first. Because I have a feeling there's going to be something. I'm going to push open the door. You push the door slightly ajar and listen intently as the sound of voices from the room beyond reaches your ears. You can clearly make out one human voice and what sounds like the voices of at least two goblins. You've little doubt that the lone human voice is that of Kalawak, the renegade master mage. Your voice quickens as you realise that those beyond the door are plotting the destruction of Gravrock. You listen in disbelief as, as the sore details of their plans are unwittingly laid bare to you. Using the dust storms of his own conjuring as a cover, Karlok is planning to lead an oblin, an army of goblins and trolls to assail the crippled city. Dame Maradol's name surfaces repeatedly, and you note the great contempt with its Karlok utters it. Knowing that you must act immediately if you are to have any chance as we're venting the intending a pending attack on Galok. You take a deep breath and push hard against the stiff, thick timbered wall. The door swings uh, slowly inward, revealing the dimly lit interior of a small, cluttered chamber. Realising that any delay would cost you an empty stride, elements of surprise, you quickly stride into the library, prepared to face the unknown. Ooh, in a library of all places. You enter, you enter the library and your eyes are immediately drawn to a long cluttered table at the centre of a sizeable room where sits a man in maroon robes and two bulky armour-clad cave goblins. The robed man, who is obviously Kalawak, springs to his feet and steps back from the table, his cold, calculating stare fixed on you. The two goblins, who appear to be chieftains, why isn't there an ogre chieftain? Do always even have chieftains? Who knows? Who appears to be chieftains, wise, and draw their axes. The grotesque humanoids cast agitated glances at their mate, as if waiting for him to give the signal to attack. You must think highly of yourself, having made it this far, says Kalwark, smiling faintly. But it would be apparent to even the most insolent that your success had far more to do with the floundering of my underlings than any small degree of prowess you might possess. Karak motions with his hand to the far side of the chamber, where you spot the bloody corpse of the winged imp lying on the floor. It is clear that the pitiful creature made a savage end of the hands of its master and its goblin cohort. Oh, come on, he tried his best. It wasn't particularly good, but probably its best. It must be disheartening, even to one so bold, that it was all in vain, Quick grins the maid wickedly. For surely, as you look about, about this place, you can recognise the walls of your own tomb. Granite draws past, back his white hand 
and with a fluid flick of his wrist sent a bolt of blue flame hurling across the chamber towards you. You have only a split second to act. If you have the power of fortification, or the power of elements, I have fortification. You hastily attempt to summon your power of fortification. I attempt to channel it now. 16 XP to fortification. The squeaking, squeaking blue bolt of flame strikes the invisible barrier you've erected and deflects harmlessly into the wall. Kirak grins, grins wickedly and, the two go- and orders the two goblins to attack. Our standard bearers who marched into Galdorok. Galdorok, with your head on a pike, he sneers. The two cave goblins issue a blood-curdling war cry. They rush at you across the cluttered library, the blades of their cruel axes thirsting for the blood of a human. I can use archery, I can use telekinesis, or I can just face their attack. I'm going to use telekinesis. Using that, your use of telekinesis has succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. Utilising your power of mind over matter, you send one of the chairs standing in the table directly into the path of the charming charging goblins. One of the goblins nimbly sidesteps the obstacle, but though is far less lucky and plunges over the chair and headlong into the floor, breaking its neck and dying instantly. Oh, oh that's embarrassing. There you are, this great goblin warrior, killed by a chair. And it's just a regular chair. Not some sort of magical time-travelling chair. Or a chair of fire. Or even a really nice-looking chair. Just a regular chair. And you have been slain by a chair. I will make sure that everyone knows you were killed by a chair. Because you fell over a chair. Okay, it moved a bit, but still. You... You've, you were killed by a chair. A chair caused your death. You will go to Goblin Valhalla, or wherever goblins go where they die, and you shall have to explain to the Goblin Valkyrie, to Valkyrie or whatever, that you were killed by a chair, and then they will all laugh at you, and they'll go, ha ha ha, he was killed by a chair. That is not very embarrassing way of dying. <laughs> you should have been killed. You could. You should have been like that guy next to you, who came up three minutes later. He was killed by a great warrior in an awesome battle to the death. You were killed by a chair, and you shall and you and it shall be known upon you forever, and you shall be constantly laughing at you about it for all eternity. Because you were killed by a chair. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Something like, something like that. The remaining goblin growls viciously as closest within melee range. You boldly step forward to meet the creature's frenzied attack. Please continue. Cave Goblin Chieftain. Begin combat. I fight... The cave goblin chieftain hacks at you with his axe. Uh, axe, and I 
I've slain my foe. I've got bow, pop, inferior bow and gauntlets and a poor dagger. Not worth picking up. Got six experience. Kalik appears to be somewhat taken aback by a victory over his goblin millions. Minions. Nevertheless, he levels his outstretched hand at your pepper and begins muttering to himself. He can't wait it as you realise formidable spellcaster is summoning sun sort of magic. I will remain where I am and prepare. I'm going to attack him or prepare myself. I'm going to defend myself. A pair of small, lively flames appear on the tip of Kalik's finger and fall to the floor. You stare in wide eyes. Uh, you stare wide eyes as the tiny flames convulse and rapidly grow into two hulking fire elementals. The vaguely humanoid creatures strike menacingly towards you, insinuating nearly everything in their path. You're in a library! Don't use fire in a library! This is a medievalist place! You can't just print books! People have to spend hundreds of hours painstakingly wiping them out by hand. And these books, all of these books are probably the only copy left. Don't use fire in a library. I mean, even ice would do some damage. Maybe lightning? Yeah, use lightning. Use lightning instead. I have no problem with that. From, from a literary preservation perspective, as long as you don't, like, shoot directly at the books. But you're using fire... In a library. That that is amongst the top twenty worst things you've done. Right, there's that the treason, and then there's the murder and the and the alliance with goblins and the more treason and the more murder and the and the killing your minion. But then then there's using fire in the library. About That's about the seventh worst thing you've done. Kalgorak. Yes. I'm, I'm killing you to avenge the books. Now I fight the fire elementals. The fire elementals swipe at you with their flaming fists. Okay, I keep fighting. I keep fighting. Down they go. 20 XP. A ghastly, deafening squeak fills the chamber as the fire elementals dissipate in a brilliant flash of white light. With no time to dwell on your victory, you rush forward to confront the renegade mage. Your days end here and now! sneers Kalawak as he rolls up the sleeves of his robe and clenches his fists. Vain Moradol will wish he had sent an army when I return. Return it to him, the head of his would-be hero, after my monstrous legion has smashed the gates of his infernal city! Um, what, what, I? It's going to be hard for you to get an army where I've just killed the two leaders. It's going to take them a while to get new chieftains, and then you're going to have to ally with them all over again. That's if you do kill me, and that's not going to happen. Kalkrot's fists begin to smoke, and his body starts to tremble. You quickly move in and attack the formidable mage. You brazenly face Kalkrot. I have to kill him.
No other way. Crowlock levels a finger at you and fires several small bolts of flame. Another several small bolts of flame. And he goes down. And you didn't really do anything to me. 36 XP. Crowlock drops to his knees and clutches at you as he pain painfully draws what will be his final breath. The wicked mage opens his mouth and attempts to speak, but his eyes rolls to the back of his head, and he topples sideways. He does not move again. A sound from behind you makes you spin, spin round, and your spirits sink, and behold over a dozen cave goblins peering through the open doorway into the library. Their weapons are drawn. You're left to assume they have just witnessed your victory over the renegade wizard. Suddenly, the goblins turn and flee into the darkness outside the chamber. It's quite apparent the two creatures want no quarrel with the human who just slew the master of the tower. Breathing a sigh of relief, you turn your attention back to the map of hand and begin to search through the cluttered library. At the back of the chamber, between two stacks of mouldy books, you discover a stone pedestal upon which sits an orb of blue crystal. When you fix your gaze upon the, the upon the orb, a vision of the city of Gladrock appears beneath its ashore shell. The vision depicts the city in the midst of a powerful and devastating dust storm. You are certain that the strange orb is the device that Gawak is using. Kalawak is using to control the magical storms of the same Gladrock. If the vision you are now witnessing orb is any indication, it would appear that his power continues even with the demise of the renegade mage. Realise that your only hope to break the grip of this foul magic to the city is to somehow destroy this orb. You stare down at the blue crystal orb, wondering how you might bring about its destruction. I could just use the power of destruction. Or the power of telekinesis. I'll try telekinesis. I mean, it was so much fun the last time. Attempt to channel it now. You call upon your power of telekinesis. And focuses on the blue crystal orb. It has succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. Propelled by the power of your mind. The orb flies off the pedestal and smashes into the wall with tremendous force, shattering upon Black. The shards of the orb rain down upon the floor. The wicked instrument is no more. With the orb now destroyed and its wicked spell broken forever, you'll make a quick search of the library and then move over to examine the body of Kalgorak and those of the two fallen goblin chieftains. I mean, always loot. Heroes always loot. And anyway, these are goblins and traitors. No, no one cares what happens to their bodies. Alright, I've got, got some fairly modestly good items. Got one hundred... Uh, uh, I'm checking the goblin chieftains. There's fairly good glasses. 109 gold, 53 gold. You carefully search Kalgorak's body and find the following. Padded sleeve superior. Padded gloves well crafted. And this unidentified steel wing. Let's see what that does. We're going to have to identify it later. 
and 107 gold. Satisfied you have not overlooked anything, you decide that your next move should be to find your way up the towers as quickly as possible. With this thought in mind, you take one glance around the library and step back out into the winding passage that led you there. You, you slowly and cautiously descend through the tower's lower levels until at last you reach the ground floor. Oh, it's good that I didn't have to do it manually. Yep, there we are. I'm now at the ground floor. Hmm, something must happen here. Otherwise, we'd have walked straight to the exit. What could it be? You now arrive at the, the intersection of four passages. On the floor before you lies a large mirror. It's glass shattered and it's once grand wooden flame, now in an advanced state of decay. As you look down at the remains of the mirror, you're surprised to find once again the white-bearded face, the long-departed maid staring at you from behind the shattered glass. Once he, once he again speaks, solemnly congratulating you on your victory over Kalbrak and his evil minions. He then says something that will surprise you. He tells you he now says about destruction. His former tower, from beyond the grave, as long as Daggerspire, as long as Daggerspire yet stands, it remains at all capable of great evil in the wrong hands. He says grimly, "I had hoped that the lifetime of knowledge discovery to have imbued these walls would serve to teach and inspire those in the ages that followed my own, but this can no longer be. For the opportunity the tower presents to those with wicked designs is too great. Yes." Daggerspire shall fall, and will then take its rightful place alongside me in quiet repose. An age long since past, and now only remembered by scholars of history. The white-bearded face in the mirror instructs you to leave the tower at once, and bids you a final farewell. You stare back into the sad eyes of the old man one last time, and as his, and as his image begins begins to rapidly fade, you are suddenly overcome by a strange sensation. The sensation of what is over you is impossible to explain and lasts for only a few short moments. When it is wake you feel you feel different, almost as if it's a departed mate has somehow bestowed upon you some of the secrets contained within the tower's walls. Heeding the might well, the white-bearded man's final words, you quickly make your way out of the tower. As you reach the entrance of the tower, the walls and floor of the passage in which you stand begin to tremble violently. You throw open the thick timbered doors and wade out into the sunlight of the early afternoon. Now, good on you giving me just enough time to escape. I mean, some people, when they destroy the towers, they just have it happen right now. I don't even think about the fact there's people in there. I've got to get out, but you gave me a few seconds to get out. Yeah, uh, that's considerate of you. Apart, you watch from a safe distance. Distance as the imposing structure breaks apart, collapses into a mountain of rubble, sending a massive cloud of dust into the air. It's passing in a matter of minutes. The ancient tower of Daggerspire is no more. You bow your head and offer a silent prayer over the remains of Daggerspire, which you curiously note now serves as a tomb for both the tower's first and last master. You turn away from the ruins and set off through the forest for Gladok.
The alternative ground finds a city finds a finds a city that is much renewed. The storms that wavered the air for over a month are now only a painful memory. The streets of the city are again bustling with commerce as Groundhog slowly returns to life. You're approached by a group of city guardsmen on horseback, who tell you that Fane Mildor wishes to see you once more. You climb onto the back of one of the horses and are taken to the broad tower in the midst of the city that houses the Thane's residence. Thane Mildor is overjoyed by your success and he congratulates you on the completion of a mission that feels to save Groudok from certain destruction. It is as we feared then, he says, when you tell him about the invasion that Kalzarak and his monstrous legion have been planning. Plagued by those waging storms, we would have been at the mercy of any foe with strength enough to storm our gates. I can only thank the All-Father by the hand of heroes for such a thing not come to pass. The fan is especially pleased when he describes him the circumstances of Calgot's demise. It's important that he met his end in such a fashion. Major Calgrac would no doubt have many tricks at his disposal to spur his own wetted life. The account suggests he has no, he had no opportunity for deception. I am pleased and confident that a great enemy of this city, and indeed the people of Tissa, is gone forever. A large feast is held in your honour, and during the lavish celebration, you meet many of Gladrock's most influential figures. During the festivities, Fay Meridol takes you aside and gives you what he calls a small token of his appreciation. A sizable quantity of gold. When he partly hesitates sex so generous a gift, he eventually insists that on his shoulder across. Come now, Zoo, he smiles. Let us not bicker about such things. Tonight is a city for we- night for revelry. In a city we born! You, you accept the gold and return to the gala with the fame. Three thousand gold tokens have gained. In the weeks and months following the death of Kalgarok and the destruction of Dagaspire, the city experiences a much needed rebirth, and its citizens get back to tending to the normal business of everyday life. The story of Zoop and the Wizard of Dagaspire is still, still told to this day in the bread houses and taverns of Galrock. I got 1,536 experience points. Please continue. I can now west and save. Now I've got a few unidentified items. Let's see what these are. I got Corson's hood and a wing of mystic ability. All right, what's Corson's hood like? This plain grey cloth hood once belonged to a powerful wizard known as Corazon. Got four stamina points, three, five Neville Reserve, and three Aura. So it's a good thing to have equipped if you're ever going to be using a lot of magic. And then I'm checking that wing, wing of mystic ability. Neville Reserve plus five, Aura plus two. This plain steel wing bears no markings of any kind. And that's another thing to have equipped when you want to wage your NV a lot. And also, I learnt elementalism. 
from that from that old barn in the mirror. So yep, uh, now there's there's other adventures going on. Uh, but that that is Gal's Rock saved, and I'm going to save the game again. And we are done for now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.